Aloha. This is One God Church Online's podcast. I'm Reverend Enoch, and I have your title, Testify. Testify, amen. Let me begin in prayer. Heavenly Father, pour your presence upon us, Father God. Anoint us, Father God. Anoint us in this moment. Open our eyes so that we may see. Open our ears so that we may hear. Open our hearts so we may receive you, Father God, the true gift of life. Pour into us, Father God, your word and bring enlightenment to the very lives that we step each day in. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. Wonderful. It's wonderful that we have this time that we put aside to take this moment and testify. So as we come in here, may we start with yet a warning from the Word of God. In warning, this is the warning. In Luke chapter 10, again I'm looking in Luke chapter 10, uh, verses, uh, verse, sorry, 16. Luke chapter 10, verse 16. The one who listens to you listens to me and the one who rejects you rejects me and he who rejects me rejects the one who sent me God has a word for you don't reject it and so beforehand and I know sometimes it's so tough that uh, you know when the when God is directly speaking to you he is calling you by your name yeah He is calling you by your name. God loves you so much. And so often we get uh, caught in these, you know, ideas and these stories and these philosophies and these things, you know. And it's a limited mindset. It's a limited mindset. And may you're, and and not not that you're there, but, but we all fall prey to that. And it ends up being this big, uh, big, cooking pot of of negativity and we just end up boiling ourselves in it and uh, you know we all get there we all get there even if you're like well I can't really relate to that well it's maybe because you haven't got there yet but I pray that you can find strength when you do and strength when you have And, and if you're in that right now strength to get out because how wonderful it is in the book of Jeremiah in Jeremiah chapter 1 And I'm starting in verse 5, where it says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I have appointed you a prophet to the nations. How wonderful that is. How wonderful that is. And if you could take the time to uh, turn to also, uh, to turn into Romans, uh, you know, in the New Testament, we're going to go ahead and go into Romans and you might know this by heart, Romans chapter 8, verse 28. What a joy it is. What a joy it is. And we know that God causes all things to work together for those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. Oh, glory to God. So before, you know, you go back, let's go back to that. Praise God. Let's just go back to that and be blessed by that in, uh, in Jeremiah. <clears throat> We're going back to Jeremiah uh, chapter 1, verse 5. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. 
And before you were born, I consecrated you. I have appointed you a prophet to the nations. Yeah. Before. You know, he already knew you before you even in the womb. You know how wonderful that is. And then bridging that, bridging that into the New Testament and looking here. And and we know that God causes all things to work together for the good to those who love God. Those who are called according to His purpose. Praise God. God has a purpose and a plan for your life. You have a calling and God is calling you. You know, I believe that there's a difference and there is a difference between a calling and a purpose. Yeah. So there's a difference in your calling and your purpose. And and sometimes it could be, yeah, we've heard this before, that it could be our perspective. You know, and, and, and these things like that. And, and so, be, before we get into that, or even if we touched on that, just, just to state that those two things are quite different. Your calling is different from your purpose. Because once you come into your calling, yeah, and then you can come into your purpose. And that purpose that you would be called for is God's purpose. And so we can get into that another time, the whole uh, logistics of that and how that would uh, play into your life. And so this is that we are all called and chose by God. You did not choose God. God chose you. And, and this message keeps pouring out and it keeps hitting our ears from time to time that we must choose to be chosen. And, you know, because, you know, that is so important to, 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 to grasp, to take, to have the faith to say, yeah, that's me. If we were to look at Moses, you know, if we were to look at the, the story, if we were to go into, uh, if we were going to go into Exodus and we were going to look at what uh, was going on in, in Exodus chapter 33 with, with, um, with Moses and the people, how ironic this is. It's so amazing. God's word is so amazing. You know, the acronym for that, basic instructions before leaving earth. And, and, and but not limited to. There's so much more. You know, in John 1 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the, and the Word was God. God is the Word. And, and the thing is, is that life shows up, fear shows up, you know, not having a sober mind comes up, but the Word of God has the answers. 2 Timothy 1 7, for God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power. Power, love, and a sound mind. Power. That's God's power. For God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power. God's power is on you and on your life. Yeah. And and so, um, uh, you know, and then, uh, for, God not given, for God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And God has gave you love. In a sound mind, but we, we if if we're not sober, I'm not, you don't even have to drink anything. You could be drunk on negativity. Yeah, you could be drunk on a negative mindset. You could be drunk on on some kind of limited philosophy. Yeah, it's so true. 
We could be drunk on desperation, so desperate for God to move in our life that we're blinded by that desperate, desperate feelings. Thoughts become feelings and then emotions surface. And here we start doing things. And, and so as the journey resumed, now, now beforehand, it's it's so wild that the Israelites had seen the Red Sea been parted, had had been fed manna, had had been fed. They were even fed birds. They were fed. They, he's brought meat. They were they were provided for on this hard journey in life that God was trying to teach them because they kept on turning away from God. Can you imagine God moving in your life and then you just walk away from the church? We do that so many times, you know, we do that. We start going to church through the week. We start maybe listening to a message or looking at one Bible scripture or praying at one point in our life. Maybe we prayed or, or even thought about it or something. And, and then life just shows up and we get busy. We get overloaded and we walk away from it. And then we harden our hearts towards it. And so next, when we hear those things, it's like, you know, it, it seems like it's cursing us. You know, not blessing us. And so here the Israelites have been provided for. They've seen God working miracles around them. They've seen when people spoke against them, God would curse them. Oh, oh wow. They've seen so many things. They've seen God's wrath. <laughs> and so here the journey is resumed. Uh, then Moses spoke. Uh, then the Lord spoke to Moses here in chapter uh, 33 in Exodus. And, and he said, Depart. And go from here, uh, you and the people. Uh, and he said, uh, To whom you have brought up from the land of Egypt, to the land which I have swore to your, uh, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, saying, To your descendants I will give it. I will send an angel before you, and I will drive out the Canaanite, the Amorite, the Hittite, the Pezrite, and the Hivite, and the Jebusite. Go up to the land flowing with milk and honey, for I will not go up with you in the, your midst, because you are an obstinate people, and I might destroy you on the way. Yeah, God said, I, 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 can't, I can't go up there with you. You guys just keep on walking away. I, I might destroy you. You know, your sinful nature is why we would get destroyed. You know, so he's just saying, go. And then here we go with this, this word that God is, is giving them. is because when the people heard this, they were sad. As we hear this, we're like, what? God will destroy us? Oh, yeah. Because in our sinful nature, because the Bible says clearly, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And we keep walking in this sinful nature. It could be you're just walking in anger. It could be you're walking in, in negativity and having a negative mindset. And it ends up being a sinful nature. Wow. But it's true. And you end up telling yourself negative things. And negative things keep happening in life. How strange it is. The irony that it's not the enemy, you know, that, that we need to worry about, but the inner me. And, and you may have heard that been said here before, but so true that we become our worst enemy. That's why we must speak uh, positive affirmations to ourselves, Not to get in a new age mindset. Because the answers are in the Bible. And God wants you to seek ye first the kingdom of heaven. And 
all these things will be added to you. Yeah, but Reverend Enoch, I need money. I need finance. I need breakthrough. Man, I need healing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven, and all these things will be added unto you. Yeah. So when the people had heard this, and I'm still in chapter 33, I'm in verse 4 of Exodus. When the people heard this, they were, you know, heard this sad word, they went into mourning. And none of them put on their ornaments, you know. For the Lord had said to Moses, Say to the sons of Israel, You are an obstinate people. Uh, should I go up in your midst for one moment, I would destroy you. Now therefore, put off your ornaments from, from you, that I may know what I shall do with you. So the sons of Israel stripped themselves of their ornaments from Mount Horeb onward. Now here's the here's the here's where things go. Now Moses used to take a, uh, the tent uh, and pitch it outside of the camp. Now, now this is this is wild because Moses uh, used to take his tent and pitch it and, and pitch it outside of the camp, away from away from the people. Yeah, a good distance from the camp. And he called it the tent of meeting. And everyone who, uh, everyone who sought the Lord would go out to the tent of meeting, uh, you know, which would be, they would go out to the tent of meeting, which was outside the camp. And it, and it came about that whenever Moses went out to the tent, all the people would arise and stand, and each of them in the entrance of their tent. And they would gaze after Moses until he entered the tent. Whenever Moses entered the tent, a pillar cloud would, would uh, descend and would stand at the entrance of the tent. And the, and the Lord would speak to Moses. How amazing that would be to see that. The Lord is speaking to Moses. When all the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the entrance of the tent, all the people would arise and worship. I mean, who wouldn't? Each at the entrance of his tent. Thus the Lord used to speak to Moses face to face, just as a man speaks to his friend. When Moses returned to the camp, his servant Joshua, son of Nun, the young man, would not depart from the tent. You know, something, something very special about that, something very leadership lesson. And so in this story, and I think that when we start to read this, and when we read the Bible, you see yourself as Moses, okay? Or you see yourself as the people. If you're like, well, Moses, well, gee, I could never be a leader. Then you're the people. You're the follower. Or maybe, maybe you're a leader that don't know you're a leader yet. Yeah? Maybe, just maybe I'm saying, maybe you're the servant Joshua. The son of none. A young man. A young woman, maybe. Maybe you're just the, the servant. Maybe you're just the help. Yeah. But maybe you're the real leader. Yeah. And then maybe you're a follower. There's nothing wrong with being a follower. But a follower needs a good leader. Yeah. A follower needs a good leader. And Moses was by all means, I mean, Moses had faults too. Moses got angry. Oh my gosh, M Moses threw down the Ten Commandments. <laughs> I, Moses was told by God to, to um, speak to the rock, and he struck it. Not, not once, but three times. Wow. Out of his anger, 
I mean, who wouldn't get angry at a people who keep on doing nutso stuff, who keep on going back to all this crazy stuff, you know, worshiping other gods? My gosh, God, you see miraculous signs. Can you imagine seeing that stuff today? Uh, you know, the, the dead being, people being rose from the dead, you know, healings. Like, I mean, you see it. You just don't hear about it. You see it. You know, the, the Red Sea parting, Jesus walking on water. Can you imagine seeing that stuff today? How could you ever turn your back on a God who, who, who has shown you those things? How amazing it is. How truly amazing it is. The, the crazy thing about this is, is that when, when, Moses, uh, when Moses said to the Lord, See, you say to me, bring up this people. But you yourself haven't let me know whom you will give to, uh, to who you will send with me. Moreover, you said, I have known you by name. And, and you have also found favor in my sight. Now, therefore, I pray you, if you have found favor, if I have found favor in your sight, let me know your ways that I may know you. This is so wonderful. So that I may found favor in your sight. Consider, too, that this nation is your people. And he said, my presence shall go with you. And I, wow, again. And he said, my presence shall go with you. And I will give you rest. Then he said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not lead us up from here. For how then can it be known that I have found favor in your sight, and I and your people. It is not by your own going with us, so that we and I and your people may be distinguished from all other people upon the face of the earth. The Lord said to Moses, I will also do this thing of which you have spoken, for I, for you, for you have found favor, favor, in my sight and I have known you by name then Moses said I pray you show me your glory and he said I myself will make all my goodness pass before you and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you and I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious and I will show compassion on whom I will show compassion but he said you cannot see my face for no man can see, see me and live. Then the Lord said, Behold, there is a place by me, and you shall stand there on a rock, and it will come about while my glory passes by that you will be put in a cleft of the rock, and I will cover you with my hand until I have passed by, and then I will take my hand away, and you shall see my back, but not my face. My face shall not be seen praise God there's so much in there there's so much knowledge there there's so much leadership things there that are going on first off God says I'm not going with you God instructs Moses to go and to take the people into the promised land yeah and and, and here the thing is is like Moses Moses pleads with God 
So, so you see, we, we could be in circumstances in life. We could be in situations where, you know, God may have already said no. And there's time and time again in the Bible where you will see that it's, it's not, maybe it's not the fact that God changes his mind because he already knew what he was going to do beforehand, but he wants you to continually seek him. Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all these things will be added to you. The relationship is what God wants. God loves you. Yeah, and he's called you. The Bible clearly says it. It actually says a lot about you. And 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 if we could take the if we could take the story off of ourselves, you know, sometimes and you know, even though you need to know, you need to know who you are so that you know who you are not. You need to know that you're called and what you're called for so that you are not doing what you're not called for yet. So, so, so true that we need to know who we are and who God sees us to be so that we are not something that trying to be something that we're not. Yeah. And, and then if we're frustrated and life is just not working, if, if life is just, just so extremely uncomfortable for us, then we truly need to take that into consideration that maybe you're not where you're supposed to be in life. And, and we've said this before, that maybe it's not geographically, maybe it's mentally, but it also could be geographically. You might be at a place where God doesn't want you to be at this time. Not necessarily where God doesn't want you to be, but where God is, is going to change you and mold you into who he wants to be. This might be where he's done that, but where he is going to take you into the promised land and the life that he has for you. Because Jesus came to give life and life abundantly. You're supposed to have a prosperous life and a happy life. Wait a minute, does God want me happy? Of course he wants you happy. That's why he sent the Redeemer, the Giant Slayer. Jesus defeated death by death on the cross. Yeah. It's wild when we read when we read that Bible and when we read that word of, you know, Romans 8:28 and we're reading that is that he is deeply concerned about you. God is deeply concerned about you and he loves you so much. And and it's at times that we just we get battered down by all this stuff and it's like well am I the leader am I am I where where's my place where, where am I at here and God wants to tell you exactly where you need to be we are all called to share the message of Christ to share your testimony and so I say go testify test to fly move like wings fly move you are set free in Jesus name may you may you fly into the next situation being the victor of that situation may you prevail over all the things that are going on in your life all the negative stuff we pull down those walls right now in the name of Jesus those walls of rebellion those strongholds that the enemy has on your life that sinful nature we pull down those in Jesus name and you are set free from that bondage you're set 
set free from that sinful nature. In Jesus' name, we must continually die to ourselves daily. It's like, wait a minute, I'm still doing this. Just keep fighting the good fight daily. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven. And yes, all these things will be added unto you. God wants to move in your life. God is a dramatic God. He's done wonderful and awesome things. Look at how he dealt with the Israelites and kept on just doing miraculous signs and wonders for them. And yet they turned away from them. Turned away from him. God is about to do something awesome inside you. And here we are. Lord, give me this. Give me the gift of prophecy. Give me the gift of of this. You know, make my body strong, Father God. Make me whole. Make me a beautiful woman, Father God. Make me a handsome man. Make me this. I need finance. I need this. And and the thing is is before I before I ever formed you in the moon, I knew you. And, and I consecrated you for myself. And I, he saw that you were good. And he appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Before any of this ever happened, God already set the plans. God already approved. God already put, God already put that miracle inside you. Everything you need, you already have. Just ask yourself this. What's easy that, that, that's in your life that you're already doing? What just comes natural for you? What would you do for free right now for the rest of your life and you would be happy doing it? Think about that. Not not the things that you do that sinful nature. It's like, okay, wait a second. Push that to the side. Yeah, because the devil is speaking to you. No, 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 no. The devil's not speaking to me. The devil's speaking to you. Okay. The devil speaks to us, okay? It, because he's there to kill, steal, and destroy. He's there to 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 distract you from getting into your purpose, okay? And and it's it, he can't stop you from getting into your purpose. He can't stop you to getting your purpose because God has a purpose and a plan for your life, and that is God's plan, God's purpose. You're involved in that, and God wants to be God wants to be glorified in that. You see? And so the devil can't destroy that, but he can kill, steal, and destroy. Yeah. And if we stay in a sinful nature, we could, you know, we could get killed. If, if we go and, and, you know, give in to too much wine, if we, if we do a bunch of drugs and stuff and then go drive a car, we could hit it head on collision. And, and you know what? It could kill. And the thing is, God loves you so much that he'll be like, wait. No. And you might end up crippled. Something might happen, something like that. But God still, you know, saved you from certain death. Yeah, God wants you to turn from these things. And he wants you to seek ye first the kingdom of heaven. Yeah, wait a minute. That's redundant. Oh, you couldn't say it enough. May it leave burn hole marks into your very spirit that you carry that on. That we could do all things in Christ who strengthens us. We can do all things who Christ in, in Christ who strengthens us. God is deeply concerned about you and he loves you and he wants you to come into your purpose. The thing is, is Satan is out there to steal your credibility. That's what he wants to do. So that when you come into your purpose, what's it worth? I don't have any credibility. I'm gonna write all this, I'm gonna write this book, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this thing, I'm gonna do this outreach, I'm gonna do my uh, more slides, I'm gonna do something for the kingdom of God, but here it is, I, I've got this um you know, the, the, where's my credibility? It's ruined because uh, the Satan got a foothold. He got a foothold 
in, in my life and he's put he's now there's all these barriers and there's all this stuff and in the you know media and all this stuff is coming in and, and, it's, and it's taking your credibility that's what he wants and so we must do all that we can do to stand the bible says to resist the devil and he will flee do all you can do to stand and resist the devil and he will flee we must repent it is something that we must do daily we must die to ourselves daily an easy way to do that and it's not easy it's never going to be easy whoever told you it's going to be easy just say the magical jesus save me prayer and life will be perfect you can do anything you can get drunk you can shoot up you can you can do anything you can fly a kite and and you know just whatever you want to do yeah you can do anything you know all this stuff all this stuff in life you can go to strip clubs you can do this you can do that you can do all this stuff yeah you can be a married man you can have 12 wives you can do whatever you want you can be a married woman you can do anything and just uh you know flirt around and and you know sleep around do whatever you want man just life is just free just woo, just free just do your thing you know you know all roads lead to christ no they don't Whoever told you that, I rebuke that in Jesus' name. No, all roads do not, all religions do not lead to Christ. Yeah, they don't. The Bible clearly is, is instructions, basic instructions before leaving this earth. And so much more. Not limited to. You know how you'd put on an application or a resume, but not limited to so much more going on the word of god is flawless a shield for all to take refuge in may you take refuge in this word may it shake you i pray that you have a spiritual earthquake in your life that physically shakes objects around you wherever you're sitting wherever you're at that doesn't bring you harm but i pray that it shakes you that it shakes you. That it shakes you so spiritually. It shakes everything loose. All the demonic activity. All the strongholds. That it shakes those chains loose. It frees you. In the mighty name of Jesus. I pray that a 700 foot tidal wave of the Holy Spirit. Crashes in on your life. Blesses you in each and every aspect of your life. Spiritually. Physically. Mentally. And financially. In Jesus mighty name. If you can just break through that embryo of, of negative thinking. As soon as something positive is said. You know, like the first verse that we were reading there. Let me read it one more time, please. I am looking in Luke chapter 10, verse uh, 16. And praise God, I'll, I'll, I'll let you go with this, guys. The one who listens to you listens to me. And the one who rejects you rejects me. The one who rejects me is the one who sent me. I'm sorry, I, I may have uh, got off on that. Uh, one more time, let me read that so that there's no um, problem there. You know, we're looking at Luke chapter 10, verse 16 again. The one who listens to you listens to me. The one who rejects you rejects me. The one who rejects me rejects the one who sent me. Don't reject this message. God is speaking to you. Take it to heart. Go testify because God has answered prayer in your life. You are coming and stepping into your promised land in Jesus' name. God loves you so much that he chose this moment. You spent this time 
to listen to God's word. Faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of God. You are stepping into your season. This is your time. Go testify. Go t- tell people about your healing, your financial breakthrough, you, that you've been set free, that whatever it is, drugs, alcohol, you know, a sinful nature, whatever it may be, a negative mindset, it could be a small thing. Don't sweat the small things because I tell you what, you know, you know, like they say, small things, right? Don't sweat the small things because big things come in small packages. You're like, oh, what is this? And then it ends up being a gem guess what? You're that gym. There's a miracle inside you. Everything that you've been thought about. Well, I'm not a leader. Oh, really? Because God says different. Oh, I'm not a follower. Oh, really? God says different because God put everything you need inside you. And all you need to do is have the faith to step into that and let that be awakened. You're like, wait a minute. this, This No, 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 no. That's the negative mindset. Just pray. Just pray. Seek God first. Get into the Word of God, and God will speak to you. God will bless you. Get a support system. Get into your local church. Find someone who who speaks the Word of God to you. Not a political battle. Not a a battle against all this and this and and all this, this. If it speaks hate, then walk away. If it speaks love, then it's from above. And God loves you. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. The giant slayer has come. Whatever you've been praying for, look, I know it. I know it's been a long time. Look, I, I know that it's hard to believe, but if you could believe in this one moment, just like the man in, um, in, uh, I believe it is in John. Uh, one more time, please, guys, just follow me here because the Lord is about to say something to you. One more time, let's let's go to John. Uh, I believe it's chapter. I'm sorry. Let's just turn there. Bear with me, guys. We're coming here to uh, all this stuff that that Jesus has done, and and all these miracles that Jesus performed, and and God just keeps moving. God just keeps moving. You know, the Bible clearly says that I am the vine, and you are the branches. If a man remains in me, and I in him, you'll bear much fruit. But apart from me, you could do nothing. Don't walk away from God. God has never walked away from you. I know you might have been hurt by the church before. Things might have happened in your life where it just doesn't make any sense. Um, in, in, the, in the book of John, we find that, that there was a man who was um, whose son was sick. His son was going to die. And he, he comes up in there and says, Jesus, uh, Jesus, uh, please uh, touch my son. He's like, please heal my son. And he's like, uh, oh, you guys. Jesus just kind of yells and snaps at him. Like, if you guys don't see miracles and signs and miracles if you don't see things happen you know then you won't believe you guys are a perverse people and he's like Lord but please father God if you know Jesus he's saying if uh, if you don't do this my son will die and, and he says wait a minute you believe and Jesus is thinking about this situation if you look at it Jesus is thinking wow if you, if you have the faith to believe that I can heal your son then if you have the faith then your son is healed your son is healed already. Now go. Go home. And as as a man, as a man's like, okay. And as the man went, he, he's going home. And as he was coming, some of his servants came back and they said, Your son is healed. And the man's like, Oh really? Wow. At what time did he he did he did he get healed? And they said, In the seventh hour, which is about 1 p.m. 
And he and that was the exact time that Jesus spoke that word and said, your son is healed. If you have the faith to ask, clear the table and ask one more time. The Bible says again clearly, ask, seek. You know, Matthew 7, 7. Ask and it will be given to you. You know, seek, ask, find, knock, all that stuff. Just put it all in there. And here's the thing. You may have been seeking. You may have been asking continually and and having the faith to go look for it. You've looked and here you are. You came to this podcast and God came to you and he's answered you. And he said, that's what I wanted. You have the faith that I'm looking for. I've roamed the earth looking for people like you. God's roamed the earth looking for people like you because he wanted to answer your prayer because he loves you that much and he did and now you receive it and I say this to you go and testify testify which which is you know take wings with that thing and move amen may you walk into this dark world carrying the light of the gospel forevermore Yeah, so there's some things here that need to be brought to the attention, brought to your attention and to the attention. And and so the number two, and so uh, just to point this out, the way the Bible is, no matter if we went to the King James Version or, or however we went, you know, God has miraculously allowed the scrolls in the Bible to be put together and, you know, by scholars and things. And so, you know, the infallible Word of God. And so, looking at this, Exodus, okay, this is going to be wild for you. Exodus is the second book in the Bible, okay? And we were referring to uh, John chapter 4. In John chapter 4, starting in verse 46, I believe. Let's look here in verse 46. Uh, Therefore he came uh, 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 came again to Cana. Uh, Therefore he came again to Cana. And uh, of Galilee, where he made the water into wine. That was the first miracle. And there was a royal official whose son was sick at Capernaum. Okay, I just wanted to read this message so that you got the whole, uh, you know, word for word. When he heard this, that the, the when he heard uh, that Jesus had come out of uh, Judea into Galilee, he went to him and he was imploring him to come down and heal his son. For he was at the point of death. So Jesus said to him, Unless you people see signs and wonders, you simply will not believe. How true is that? We're looking for signs and wonders. We're like, well, show me this. Well, show me that. You know, I mean, if someone tries to share with you, you know, something they've done with life, well, let's see the scars. You know, oh, I had a shark attack. Well, let's see. I don't believe you. You know, I'm a, uh, you know, 14th degree black. Oh, let me see the bell. Let me see your certificates, you know. Well, I'm a cop. Let me see your badge. You know, we, we just, I mean, that's just, a, that's just a given example. But we are like that. And Jesus is kind of, you know, in our face about that. He's like, unless you people see signs and wonders, you simply will not believe. Oh, wow. You know, the royal official said to him, though, Sir, come down before my child dies. Jesus said to him, Go, your son lives. And the man believed the word that Jesus spoke of him and he started off so the man believed yeah 
And as he was going down, uh, his, his slaves met him and saying, uh, your son is living. So he inquired of them what hour it began to start. And you know, it was like the seventh hour, which is 1 p.m. And they said to him, yesterday at the seventh hour, exactly there. The, at the seventh hour, the fever left him. So the father knew it was the hour that Jesus had said to him, your son lives. He himself believed in his whole household. This, this again, is the second sign that Jesus performed when he had come down out of, uh, from out of Judea to Galilee. So what we're trying to point out here, yeah, is this number, not a numerology thing, but a, a godly thing that is moving. God says, I will bless who I will bless, and I will curse who I will curse. There are going to be people who are going to look at you and be like, well, this, this, this. They're going to start talking. Let them talk. God will bless who he will bless, and he will curse who he will curse. Maybe you're even saying that about yourself. Well, I'm not worthy of this. Oh, yeah? God says different. There are two steps left to this as well. You need to go to the book of Matthew in the Bible, the actual physical book, the actual Bible, not a phone app, okay? Go to the actual Bible, open it up to the book of Matthew and take, turn two pages to the left. And there you will find a message for your life. Read the whole thing. Now let's point this out one more time before I let you guys go. Number two, Exodus is the second um, book in the Bible. The the miracle that Jesus performed about healing the the boy with the the deadly fever, yeah, was the second miracle that he performed in Cana. Wow. There's two steps left. There's two steps left in this. You are about to step through the threshold of the best season in your life. The best season you'll ever have. Because God has spoke to you. Two times. Two steps left. One, two. Put one foot in front of the other and go knock on the door of your destiny. What do I mean by that? By faith, go and find a Bible. If you don't have one, go get one. If you don't have the money to go get one, you will have one. And probably there's one right at your front door. I mean, the people are probably knocking right now to give it to you. God is a miracle worker and he chose you. You are too chosen to be frozen. God put a miracle inside you. Everything you need is right deep and down inside you. And all it has to do is say, let there be. You need to speak it. You need to speak good things to your life. You need to say, yes, I believe. Oh, yes, that's me. You need to, you're called upon. Like, who knows the answer? You raise your hand. I do. It's me. Yeah, that's right. It was you all along. I will bless who I will bless. And I will curse who I will curse. For some people, this is going to be a curse. For you, this is a blessing. And God has blessed you. Go to Matthew, turn two pages to the left, and keep doing that in your life. Take two steps to the left. You'll know it when you see it. Go. 
the Lord has sent you. In Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, be with these people. Put a hedge of protection around them, Father God. Spiritually, mentally, physically, financially, Father God. Open the door. Knock on their door, Father God. Help them to knock on the door for you, Father God. Help us to continually seek you. In Jesus' mighty name. In nomine Padre, Filia, Spirito, Santos. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, both now and ever unto ages of ages, you are set free. You are called. You are anointed. In Jesus' name.